Rocket Punch, episode 16. I'm your host, Filthy Monkey, and this is my co-host, Wing Zero, and this is Double Dare. Family Double Dare! Whoa. Get ready for some wacky prizes and other stuff. Wow. Like potato throwing and, like, picking up potatoes Picking up baskets. When you should have just stabbed the stupid potato to get it into the bucket. So this week we'll be reviewing the works of independent animator Bill Plimpton, and we will be discussing the the finer points of E3. the E3, you know, convention that happened recently, and uh, maybe if we have time for it, Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Four, and maybe we'll uh, do a solo solo on our Wii remote. Hmm? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right, we'll then. see. We'll see where it takes us. All right, and but first of all, let us review the news. First of all, the 2008 Primetime Any Animated Programming nominations have been revealed. Of which one of these will be awarded, but the rest of these, not very well remembered. So, you know, do any of these shows deserve whatever the hell they're being nominated for? Well, let's see. For Outstanding Animated Program for Programming Less Than One Hour. Why do they need to say that? Yeah, really, honestly. Like, for Programming Less Than One Hour. What are they going to give, like, a... There's... What really? Yeah, nothing. Nothing runs more than thirty minutes, really. We have Creature Comforts America. Don't choke to death, please. Never heard of that one. You've never heard of Creature Comforts? Nope. It's from Ardman. The guys that did Walsh and Gromit. Ah, oh, well, oh. does that air in America? Well, it did, but they took it off immediately. So, and it's winning an award. Why then? Because it's awesome. But so awesome that they took it off TV. That's why they did it. Yes. All right. Whatever. We have King of the Hill. Death picks cotton. All right. Ooh, man, I remember that episode. That was, man, that, that was, was great. His that was depressing. Words, his last words to Peggy were, I hate you. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, that was such We a have episode. Robot Chicken, Robot Chicken Star Wars. So we got uh, not one, but two Star Wars parodies One are, are up for awards this year. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, Inmates of Summer, Two Faces of Squidward. Two Faces of Squidward. Was this the one where Squidward has a beautiful face? Oh, yeah, that has to be the uh, that episode. That episode was creepy. And The Simpsons is telling our old moonshine of The Simpsons' mind. I why haven't does seen still, any new Simpsons Why does The Simpsons still get nominated? I don't know. I think people's standards have lowered over time. Okay, for really animated programming of one hour or more, we have Blue Harvest from Family Guy. Oh, hooray. That sure deserves a nomination. We have Imagination Land from South Park, which I hope wins. Oh, yeah, man. That was a good episode. That and the Warcraft episode and, are two of my favorites. And we have Justice League The New Frontier, the recent released uh, direct-to-video movie. Um, I think I saw that. I have not seen Best that yet. Buy. That's not actually seeing it. Well, you know. Well, saw, oh, and we didn't do watch it. I saw it. Rocket Punch for, is the first podcast announcing a winner for outstanding commercial. The only thing nominated, it's mine, Coca Cola, which was the Coca Cola commercial with Stewie and Underdog battling to the death, but Charlie Brown took it away. Well, that's it's really easy to win an award when there's no other contestants. Wow, we have a couple winners here for our outstanding original main title theme music. We have Disney's Phineas and Ferb, which I've never seen. Me, uh, I've seen very small clips of it. And for original music and lyrics, we got Phineas and Ferb. I ain't got no rhythm. Huh? Huh? For outstanding musical composition for a series, we have Family Guy, Louis Gloves Kills Stewie, uh, and The Simpsons huh. Treehouse of Horrors eighteen. Huh. Yeah, I think halfway through this reading, I answered my own question. <laughs> and for outstanding special class short format animated programs, we have Camp Lazlo, Lazlo's First Cross, and Chowder Burple Nurple. Nurple. Burple. Burple Nurples. Burple Nurples. That was the first episode of uh, Chowder. That wasn't the first episode. Well, it was the first one they aired. <laughs> Man, that was. I hope Chowder wins that. I do too. Chowder and Flapjack. Saving Cartoon Network one episode at They're a time. They're saving cartoons. Yeah, punch that in, too. Punching America's cartoon industry in the face. Like with we, adventure. Like, I wouldn't mind if they had that kind of stuff, like, you know, in the mornings. You know, because Saturday morning cartoons, not good. Not good anymore. Well, weekday morning cartoons. I've checked out what, if I was a kid and I was watching cartoons, if I woke up in the morning, I'd have Nick Jr. On Nickelodeon, and I'd have episode the Transformers animated on Cartoon Network. And what would you choose? I don't know. You know, I guess I'd choose Transformers, but I, 
I don't know. I have time. As a kid, I, I have important time for as a kid to watch cartoons in the morning. I guess, you know, when you were a kid, you would watch everything regardless of how good it was because it was true. on. Like, I don't know how many episodes of what, like, what's something Rugrats. Bad. Rugrats, yeah. I've seen, like, every episode of Rugrats, like, 20 times. They showed it every morning on Nickelodeon. Yeah, they pounded it Since into my head. Since 1995. Yeah, but now it's like I turn on Cartoon Network, it's like, oh, hey, Johnny Test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you really like that show. Yeah, I, I love that Johnny Test. So much better than Flapjack. Uh, All so right. what did we got any other news for the animation this is that a isn't very depressing? interesting piece of news um, from the anime news network a choky old man has been found guilty of anime file sharing which is a very rare occurrence with today's like peer blocking technology oh yeah he and he has been sentenced to 1.5 years in prison for using share program for unauthorized sharing does it say what anime he downloaded gundam up oh. <laughs> and other popular anime with a share file sharing program Oh, shares the program. Okay. Okay, I guess that's a little bit more. They're well, not this is a, on that. well, this is an interesting note. Just on like kind of uh, how a good part of our podcast should be running on bootlegs. Well, I'm not saying I download anime illegally, but if I did, I don't think it would be a big deal. You know. Well, it, isn't the anime industry based on bootlegs? Yeah, do you think they would have put Death Note on Cartoon Network if they didn't see people were going all over the place, you know, about it on the internet? Same with Bleach. I doubt they ever would have put it on Adult Swim if they didn't see people liked it so much. You think? I don't know. That seems more like a Toonami kind of thing. Toonami? Toonami, Where's yeah. Toonami? I, to What's my that? knowledge, it's not even around anymore. What's Toonami? I'm they not... did have the Toonami block anymore. Is the, what was Toonami? I've it never... was a cartoon Tsunami. Tsunami? Yeah. I don't remember it. Then it turned into like a stream and then like a trickle. A trickle? Yeah. And now it's like a drop? Now it's just like a barren wasteland oasis. Okay. And um, that's about it this week. Otherwise, other than scheduled premieres and so forth, which you can look up yourself. And now on to the important stuff. No. <laughs> the important stuff is done. This is just the lackluster stuff. All right. Uh, so, as you may or may not have known, E3 happened this past week, and uh, it's, uh, it's not as big as it used to be, so, you know, not as much news. They downsized it in recent years, but there was still some interesting stuff that happened. Uh, Final Fantasy XIII is no longer a PlayStation 3 exclusive game. It will be coming out the exact same day on both the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. Now, w what do you think of this news? Good. That'll. How many people have a PlayStation Three in comparison to whoever three sixty? Right. Like I like both of my neighbors have three sixties, and all three of us have a Wii, but no one has a PlayStation Three between the three of us. Like sincerely, like the one thing I I know about Final Fantasy Thirteen coming out into the Xbox three sixty is that it's going to widen the amount of people who get this game. An incredible and an incredible amount. Right, because you look at uh, you look at the Xbox 360, and it's a good system for first-person shooters, racing games, sports games. You know, you got an abundance of that kind of genre. This system really needed some good RPGs. Xbox? Yeah, I mean, don't like, they have Blue badly. Dragon? They well, I'm not gonna. Blue Dragon's a very average game. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I thought you didn't have an Xbox. I still know what to. I I have opinions on things I've never played. Okay, so sue me. But I've heard from people. That I don't know. Conjecture. I've heard from Conjecture, all right, that Blue Dragon is extremely average and generic. But, uh, I don't know, Final Fantasy usually can't go wrong with it, you know, unless they throw like a Dirge of Cerberus at us or something like that. But, uh, hey, you know, I think it's good. I honestly, uh, I'd rather play it on a PlayStation 3 if I had the system, but I don't see myself getting that anytime soon, so... If I do get a 360, it'll be a nice option, you know? You know what RPG they need? Hmm? They need a Team Fortress RPG. They, they need a Team Fortress Saturday morning cartoon more like than Like, they don't Team even Fortress need to RPG. add any new characters. They just need to make the Team Fortress characters on an adventure. On an adventure? Like, to save the info. To save... <laughs> or to protect the base. We could expand on that further. I, that You got some good ideas for that. I know. I don't know, this is really interesting, because Square, uh, Square Enix and Enix in general, you know, when they were their own separate company, were, like, such an extremely Japanese company that they wouldn't put, like, anything on anything made American. What so, makes you say that? I don't know, they're, they're a company that's, uh, 
like Japan, almost all all their top sales are uh, RPGs. You look at Dragon Warrior. Well, that's Final all they release. Yeah, I know that's all they release. Well, I mean, it's oh, safe I'm sorry. I thought you it. said Square. I didn't realize you meant Japan. Right, right. Well, anyway, in Japan, you know, it's that kind of market, and for them to be putting a extremely to put a Final Fantasy game on a Microsoft console, it's kind of like a big screw you to you know Japan. Japan's like they're all about honor and Do stuff you think like that. Being, they were being xenophobic when they. When Square switched over to uh, Sony ten years ago, no, what, I that guess they would only it's new make, opportunities. That they would really only is. make negotiations with those two companies, and and other companies wouldn't have a chance against them. Well, all I'm saying is it's a surprising move. I didn't see it coming, you know. But uh, it's new opportunities, and hopefully the uh, this will mean there's more RPGs and more. I don't know. Maybe they'll put like an Einhander sequel or Einhander for sale up on their on the Xbox 360 marketplace or something like that. But hey, I think it's an interesting move. It's good for the system, and uh, you know, as long as you didn't buy a PlayStation 3 just for Final Fantasy 13, you should be solid. Well, I mean, if you have a final, you have a Final Fantasy 3 PlayStation 3. There are a few other games you could be playing. You could play Ninja Gaiden. You could play Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, uh, Heavenly Sword, I guess. Virtual Fighter Five. Yeah. Uh, you could play Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, there we I go. I was like, there we go. Awesome. Oh man, I was kind of lost there. Yeah, you could play all your play. No way. I guess you can't play all your PlayStation Two games. All right. Um, let me see. All right. Next thing that happened was Microsoft when they were announcing all their stuff. They completely changed what they're about. Like, I look at uh, Microsoft, and I think, first-person shooters and frat boys playing Halo, right? And then I look at what they did, and they're changing their award-winning Blade system for their operating system on the 360 to this, like, window-based thing. It's kind of like cascading windows. Really? Yeah, it's like... It's kind of like a... You know how you open up a, 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 a new window on your internet and like it, it opens up into a square? Yeah. And you can have a bunch of them behind each other, for example. That's what they're changing it to. And I'm like, well, that's kind of odd. It worked... I guess it looks simpler, but, you know, they got awards and stuff for the Blade system earlier, and uh, it seemed to be working fine up until now. But then you see the real reason for it, and they took a page right out of Nintendo's playbook. They, uh, they're announcing, like, they're getting rid of the gamer tag pictures and all those, you know, things that you could, like, you could buy a Penny Arcade, like, little tiny, like, picture. Avatar. Your, yeah, yeah, an avatar. Yeah, but now they're changing it to, like, the these me things that look almost exactly like me's. And I'm assuming they're going to, like, charge you, like, 500 points, you know, $5 for, like, a hat to add to your character or something like that. And I don't is know. Is it a bad thing? Is it something you're angry about? You know, I'm actually I'm happy about it because you know they're they're becoming more casual, and that means you know maybe we'll get more platformers. Weren't they and stuff Weren't and... they more casual in the first place? Mm, weren't the kind of gamers they, that they, they were reaching are. out for the more casual? Let's play Halo with our buddies kind of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Really, any systems are really hardcore. That's a hard word to throw around. But uh, there seems like they're more casual now because they're trying to do exactly what Nintendo's doing because they see well, you know, what works on and they're Nintendo, doing Well, what Nintendo did at E3, they were they didn't even care about gamers. No, they were just like, hey, we're Nintendo. I know you want like a new Zelda or maybe, God forbid, a new game you know that you've never ever heard of before. But you know, here's Animal Crossing, which we announced three years ago. We know you guys have been clamoring when about I that. When I saw Sigiro Miyamoto. Have, they pulled up a curtain, and he was playing his Wii remote. I just, I was so bummed out. When I saw that, it was as if everything that I thought about Nintendo liking games and creating new concepts was destroyed when I saw Sigur Miyamoto, the creator of Donkey Kong, sitting there playing a mid-eye off his Wii remote. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I did, did you, what do you see mean? it? Was it the, the music came out of the Wii Remote? No, no, no. It came out from the system, but but the the way the way we we music works is like this. First of all, you know games like Rock Band and Guitar Hero and Dance Dance Revolution. Where all you need pretty much kind of, good games. I like where those. you need rhythm to play. Uh huh. You don't need rhythm to play Wii Music because it's a already pre-made file of music. All you have to do is shake the Wii Remote up and down. And play your selected instruments. 
Oh wow, that's and at least you didn't. Bad. I'm guessing you didn't see this, but there were at least six or seven Nintendo executives that came out at the end, and their finale was to do Super Mario Brothers on this program. The problem was is that the program was terrible because it was just everyone out of sync trying to play this terrible program. It sounds like one of those DVDs you can buy at a furniture store where they have a TV playing and it's like interactive music thing. Watch these like anthropomorphic, you know, violins you the, play your music for twenty bucks on a DVD. Are you talking about the your, uh, the surround sound? Uh, DVD? Yeah, the surround sound stuff. You know what I'm talking yeah, about, it's like, right? When you put the speakers here and here, it really livens things up, like this. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah, that's that's disappointing. Like, hell, you know, I'm happy about Animal Crossing. I got news here about Animal Crossing. They but can I go wanted, to the city. I wanted to just see, like, Pikmin 3 or... They're doing know, Pikmin. They said they're they doing said, Pikmin. Yeah, they're, man, they are, they're so good at ticking me off. They're like, hey, here's all this stuff you don't care about. But yeah, our, our Zelda guys and our Mario guys and our Pikmin guys, they're all working on our games. We'll, we'll let you know when they're, like, two years away. I'd have to say <laughs> if someone defined... How E3 was for each of the major companies. It was Penny Gate's comic that came out on Wednesday. Right. Did right. you see that? I saw that. Yeah. Like the like Microsoft was all over the place. They're it's like, like we we're for the hipster otaku moms who live in the urban environments. Nintendo's like we're rich as hell. We don't give a fuck. Here's some stuff you don't even care about. And then Sony was like, Hey guys, come on. Just give us another year. You know we're good for it. <laughs> it's sad because it was true. I don't know. I think Sony really focused on, you know, actual games more than anybody else. I saw what they were putting out, and they're like, hey, you know, here's some new games. We're not changing anything. We're kind of just doing our own thing, you know, that we've been doing. So and it's better than what they have currently have, but... Not by much. Not by yeah. much. So Microsoft's been the real winner here at E3. You know, I'd love to say that, but I'm sure tons of people out there are going to go off the grid and not like upgrade their 360s because of this stuff. I mean, what I makes you say that? Just because, because the... it's it's it looked like you, you you saw. Have you seen what they changed for their? Layouts? I'm sure that like they people have... will be able to find ways to revert the process. Right, but they had like a caricature of this one dude, and then they had like the uh, a square with the guy's gamer tag, and then behind that Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Lego what's the Batman problem with that? Square. What's the problem with that? Nothing. But everybody's like, really, do are the people that are playing Call of Duty Four gonna be happy about having these, uh, having these me lookalikes, these avatars? Is the, on is their the system interface for every simple? Game? It's, it's simpler. Yeah, yeah, it is. Then I don't see a problem with it. I don't either. But there's a lot of people who are gonna be carrying a lot of hate for really no reason. Well, not for no reason. It's a big change. What can I say? I'm sure people will get used to it. It's like when the Wii remote was introduced. Everyone's like, whoa, I'm not going to get used to this. I'm not going to be used to wiggling this controller. And, ha- it and, the Wii? and all on. this heavy breathing. Mm. Alright, what else I got here? Uh, the This wasn't at E3, but a day after E3 ended, it was announced in the new Famitsu. There is going to be a Wii version of Dead Rising, the former Xbox 360 exclusive zombie killing game. Oh yeah. So what what do you think about that? Cool. I'm I'm all for that. I uh, I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with Dead Rising. Most of the people that uh, worked on Breath of Fire Five Dragon Quarter went on to work with a lot of Mega Man people on uh, Dead Rising, and that's why you have like all these save point problems that people were having. It's like, man, I can't save for like I an hour. I never played Dead Rising, so I don't really know. I, I don't know. It had a lot of technical problems. Like, it would be great if you weren't mowing over zombies with baseball bats and then like a zombie generated in a corner behind you. Alright. <laughs> you know, that, would, that would be great if that didn't happen. But, uh... You know, hopefully you think they they're fix gonna fix. You think I, they're gonna fix them? Well, you know, the, the Xbox 360 is a much more powerful system graphics-wise than the Wii, and they've had to ra- rather than porting it to like the PlayStation 3, which would have been hella easy. And I'm assuming they went and rebuilt the game ground up to bring it to the Wii. So just from that, there's got to be some changes. You know, I, it would be stupid not to think that. Another thing they could have fixed, uh, you never played the game. I actually disagree with that. I think they could just as easily port it over and just bring it over as a Wii game and probably make more profits from 
the the amount of games that they sold on the Wii, just on the kind of the availability of the Wii system. Right, you know, it's a bigger market, I understand that, but uh, I don't know, they might they might crappily put it over, but it looks like to me that uh, they're building it from the bottom up, and they're probably going to address the problems, and if they don't, you know, whatever, I guess I won't pick it up. But uh, I've never played the game, I've seen a lot of videos, uh, some of those achievements are insane, like kill like 22,000 zombies. Well, it's not as though people actually do these achievements. Some but some people have, I know, uh, I know at least one guy who's done it. <laughs> I'm like, why, man? Why? Why? What was like, the point if, of if, that? If, I'm sorry I keep bringing up Team Fortress, but I played a lot lately. <laughs> if you want achievements in Team Fortress, you go to a farming server, and you get killed a lot. <laughs> like, literally, you have people hacking the game just to get a flare gun. Yeah, but dude, at that point, it's like, who cares? Why would... It's, are you really going to brag about cheating? Um, honestly, I'm, there's, me? there's no point in that for are me. You, are you insulting my, my I'm not insulting you specifically. I just think it's kind of a waste of time. You know, wouldn't for, it be much... For achievements or for cheating? Both. I mean, if you get uh, if you get a flare gun for, as the pyro on Team Fortress 2, but you do it on a mining server, and, like, which are you going to be happier about? Doing it casually by yourself and getting it legitimately, or just, like, grinding over Getting over it? Again? Just getting it, period. It's not. Is I'm it not playing hard? World of Warcraft. I'm not sitting here as my bear form, but fighting goblins as a bear. All right, I guess I just don't get it. Uh, disappointment at E3. No Beyond Good and Evil two trailer. Well, they What's just released it. They just released that trailer. Yeah. Before E3. Maybe it's just like way too early for me to be saying that, but I'm. I just. Really maybe they to put that out there just for people to get excited about it. Well, now I'm excited. You gotta give me more information. Like, how many people really knew what uh, Beyond Good and Evil was before that trailer came out? It's like, Beyond Good and Evil, yeah, I remember that game. It's like, oh, Beyond Good and Evil, I played that all the time. No, you fucking didn't. Where the fuck were you people when it actually came out? Even I didn't play Beyond Good and Evil, and I play, like, insane amounts of games. It was just, like, too under the radar for most people. Uh, let's see. So, disappointment for that. Uh, we Motion Plus. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Have you heard of this? I was watching the. I was watching the presentation. They were throwing the Wii Motion Plus. The program they showed was throwing frisbees to puppies. That was their presentation. And you couldn't have done this with the other regular re- Wii Remote. Well, I guess you can. Apparently, they've been lying to us. It's, we only have um, how to explain this in real in real time. There's three axes. There's the X axis, the Y axis, and the Z axis. Right. And we only had an X and Y axis. Exactly. So there's there was no way to do one on one content. Like you couldn't do a lightsaber battle with somebody because it's impossible because it's not it's not being pointed at the uh, at the sensor bar. And uh, now they're saying, hey, attach this thing to the Wii Remote to the bottom, and now you can do one-on-one things. So maybe you could do a sword battle or... Remember when you went on your holiday vacations and you battled your friends with swords? I remember doing that with, like, paper rolls, yeah. (laughs) Paper rolls and fishing gear? Yeah, well, you know, that's you use what you can. Um... I don't know. This kind of seems like it should have been something they they should have had from the start. They're saying for fifty bucks you'll get this like new Wii Sports game, and then you'll get that thing for. Free. But I got the last Wii Sports game for next to nothing. Right, but they saw that they can make money off of it because we play. We know it's not a good game. People bought that just for the remote. They had a fake duck hunt. Yeah, they did have a fake duck hunt. You know what the problem with duck hunt is in today's day? Oh, I don't know. What are you going to mention? Maybe some kind of four-legged animal that laughs at you no but we all hate that goddamn dog oh yeah um it's apparently too uh generic of a term to copyright anymore really (laughs) yeah you can't just say duck hunt so does coca-cola own the rights to duck hunt i i don't know but like they could just as easily name it nintendo's duck hunt and it would be easy to put it out give me duck hunt wasn't that like punch out and mike tyson's punch out uh, that actually was because they ran out of licensing time for Mike Tyson, but they and still wanted to make And to elaborate games. on this, when the original Punch-Out! came in the 80s, it started out as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! where you would fight Mike Tyson at the at end the of the end, game. Which is one of the greatest gaming achievements ever. But when they ran, ran out of the copyright for Mike Tyson, they changed it to Mr. Dream. 
Right, and then it's like, ah. I mean, you still get all the racially, you know, incorrect uh, boxers to fight, but uh, it's it's not uh, pretty anticlimactic to fight Mr. Dream. Like, if you say to your friend, hey, I've beaten Mr. Dream, be like, so I beat Mike Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, but it was so hard. I beat Mike Tyson. You got nothing on me. Okay. Uh, All right, uh, so I don't know if... If the game is decent, you know, even if they release that, don't you need like at least two of those Wii Motion Plus things to do what they're talking about? Yeah, you would have oh, to buy two the? copies of the oh, game. Oh, you're right. You know, you I can't... just I can't believe I just realized that now. Uh, I like I never like maybe there's something wrong with this Wii Motion Plus. Nintendo, you are marketing geniuses. Like they're gonna make. <laughs> bitches out of this they're gonna make literally they're going to make so much money that they'll be able to afford two double million dollar yachts filled with women it prints money (laughs) shut up Uh, shut up get out all right so what else we got here uh grand theft auto ds grand theft auto ds that's all the information on it it exists well didn't they do a grand Grand theft Theft auto Auto for the game boy yes they did and who bought that Uh uh-huh um Nobody, nobody I, no bought Grand Theft Auto for the Game Boy Advance, and uh, I'm assuming the same thing's gonna happen for the DS. Uh, just another quick thing. What else we got here? Uh, oh, actually, this isn't gonna be quick at all. Animal Crossing news. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Could it be news. perhaps the news of some kind of game that we were talking about before? Yep. All right. So the only really interesting thing that they talked about, like Wii Motion Plus, eh, I'll give it to them. It, it can, it's got uh, potential, but Animal Crossing is what people were caring about when they actually talked about things. Um, they are going to add a thing to Animal Crossing for the Wii called Wii Speak. Now, do you know what this is? It's the microphone. It is the microphone that we've been clamoring for since the Wii came out. Right, and it's not going to be a uh, headset or anything like that. Um, you're going to have to put this on your TV. You know, I don't know where you put your sensor bar on TV, but put it in the other place. And uh, you're going to be able to talk into it and have uh, four people talking uh, in and out from it. It's not going to be it, it like it picks up your voice, but it's not. It it also picks up the other sounds of everybody in the room, which really makes confuses me because wouldn't that cause a lot of echoing? What? Wait, why don't they just use the same system that every other gaming counter has been using? Yeah, that doesn't... Uh, I don't know. I think it's because they want it to be more interactive. Like, like make you feel like you're with your three other friends even though you're not really there. I'm not here to be with my three other friends. I use my microphone to be with my 32 other friends and scream swear words and profanities at people. Okay, then that's the reason. Because if you're a kid and you're swearing at your TV, it's much easier for your parents to hear you dropping F-bombs and <laughs> at your TV. And, and gonna... Animal Crossing is the last game I'm going to be dropping F-bombs at. I, I bet get... I'm going to be playing, like, motherfucking apples won't come out of the tree. <laughs> what are you ta- yeah, I was about to say, what are you talking about? That's all you did in Animal Crossing. You would teach the animals inappropriate catchphrases. <laughs> And then you would send them off to the other towns to your friends. And they <laughs> oh man, good times, good times. Uh, let's see what other stuff did they add. My number one gripe for okay, I had two gripes with Animal Crossing DS, Animal Crossing Wild World, and problem number one: they took out the holidays. I'm like, how do you have Animal Crossing without holidays? There's no Halloween and no Christmas and no. Uh, uh, Did no they take out the emulators too for this version? For the well, Wii they version? had to because Nintendo's all about their WiiWare stuff now. But, uh, you know, I got that covered. I can pop in my GameCube game anytime I want. I thought want. you didn't bootleg anything. I don't. They oh, came oh, with the game. Oh. That's called investing in something. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they brought the holidays back and they added a few new ones. Like uh, Easter isn't Easter. It's like Bunny Day or something like that. So I don't know. Some people will get a kick out of it. I think the main thing that I was angry about is like, yeah, we took out holidays from the DS one because not everyone in the world has these holidays. And it's kind of like insulting or confusing to some people. I'm like, what? Really? That's your reason, Nintendo? Come is on. that really what they said? That that was their legitimate, the their not legitimate. That was their official reason. This is for a it. fictional world. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the holidays are. And they didn't even name Christmas Christmas. It was just present day. I mean, honestly, 
They could, they they could make yak shaving day. Shaving day. Oh man, if they had yak shaving day, and they'd have a yak, and you, he'd give you a, he'd give you a. Oh man, I'm a sick. yak vest. He'd give you a yak vest. Oh man, yak vest at yak fest 2008. Oh man, <laughs> man, we've got great ways to improve Animal Crossing. So anyway, mostly Ren and Stimpy references. Mostly Ren and Stimpy references. If you could get Ren and Stimpy living in your town, oh man, good times. But they won't um, be doing any logs of any saws of any kind. <laughs> they won't be doing any stuff like that, right? Yeah, I hope not. Maybe some of you guys know what we're talking about. We're not going to get into it. Um, so they fixed that. There's holidays back again. And my other problem with the DS game was, hey, what the hell? Why, why can't I see where I'm going? They had it where you would have to walk over the horizon to, to get to the next area. And in the GameCube one, it was just like all overhead. There were squares and... That was good because, like, in order to get, like, the golden axe, you know, you would have to get rid of every weed in your town. And if you can't see them all, that's kind of a problem. And, and you use the golden axe to get into the catacombs to battle the final boss of Animal Indiana Crossing. With Indiana Jones, yes. Okay. That's how they did it. And uh, and they're giving you an option to choose between the Wild World, uh, you know, view and the uh, GameCube view. And I'm like, thank God they addressed every two problems I had. I wouldn't have picked it up if they didn't fix those two Every things. Every two? Huh? Every two problems? Every two problems. And uh, they like they tweaked a bunch of other things. Like, now you can uh, you can wear a mask on your character that makes you look exactly like one of your Miis. And there's a city. And there's a city, yeah, because the subtitle of the game is Animal Crossing City Folk. So, uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe you can go buy things, you know... At night, maybe one. You know, yeah, like at. You can go to the Animal Crossing night clubs, go to the local bars, and check out the scene. Maybe KK Slider will be playing a concert. Who knows? I hope so. I, that would be great. Yeah. I um, hope they don't card those concerts. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, what other stuff? You can send letters straight to the Wii message board from Animal Crossing, which I think is kind of cool. And you can also send them to email addresses, like legitimate email addresses. Cool. I like guess I could... if I want email, can they email you back? Yes, yes, they can. Okay. So, like, some guy will send, uh, maybe... Can they send me apples? Yes, they can send you apples. Like, that's amazing, because you're going to be That's amazing! I could go to my email, click my apple drift, and send it to my character. Why don't I send, uh, why don't I send them dice, and they can, like, play... They can haggle people in the street. Right, you're not thinking of the inappropriate aspects of this. I could send... They could send, uh... Send us, like, a terribly inappropriate picture at wingmonkey at gmail.com through Animal Crossing. Or, no, other way around. We can send Animal Crossing people, like, whatever we want. It'd, it'd be hilarious. I mean, that opens the window for some crazy stuff. And, you know, I guess they tweaked a couple other things. It looks a little bit better. I mean, it, it's not much. But, hey, new Animal Crossing. I haven't played one since the GameCube one, and I had fun with that. I'll probably have fun with this one, too. Uh, alright, I guess that's it. Um, one Why don't last... we just go straight into the E3 news and we'll talk about the animation afterwards? Because we've already been going on for at least 20 minutes. Right, that's about enough for that. Alright, you want to talk about the animation thing? I just said, well, why don't we talk about E3 more now? Oh, okay, And okay. we can talk about animation at the end of the podcast. Got it, perfect. Uh, one more thing for Animal Crossing. You can transfer your characters from your DS game... And your catalog from your DS game to the Wii. So I guess that's another cool thing if you were really into the DS one. Uh, you got any other E3 news? Anything? Because I'm, I'm basically the animation out. guy, remember? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This was like a surprisingly mellow E3. Not much happened. Well, is there anything you're really excited for? Animal Crossing? And I'm excited to see what people are going to think about this new Microsoft stuff that's going down. Honestly, besides that, I don't know. It's more of the same. I like thought this. you wanted this to be the E3 podcast. I wanted it to be the E3 podcast, but it was honestly too freaking slow. Nothing happened. There's like no, I don't know. Like they throw, they showed one trailer for like Gears of War two. I guess if you're a Gears of War fan. Well, what but, about Sonic Unleashed? Aren't you excited oh yeah, about God. Sonic Unleashed? I've said that enough. Why do they keep screwing this up? I'm going to elaborate on this. Goddamn time. So, for people who have been keeping up to date with the latest Sonic game to come out, Sonic Unleashed, which will be out sometime in the winter. For other people in other parts of the world, I, it'll be they, called Sonic World Tour. So, I don't know. Let me keep track of that. Give me a few moments here. So, basically, when we first saw these promos, they were essentially 
old-fashioned Sonic games where you're just running around and bumping into stuff and running at things at fast speed. Yeah, blowing up robots by jumping on them. Like now, they have created a another mode, which is apparently going to be half the game, where Sonic is a werewolf. A werehog. A werehog. Is that a, really what they call it? Yes, they called it a werehog. And he was already an anthropomorphic hedgehog, so now he's like 90% human. <laughs> where it's going to be something of a of a brawler? Like a I don't know. It's like, take all the things that you liked about regular Sonic, running real fast, jumping on and stuff. And take those away. And take that away and make Sonic the Hedgehog extremely slow and beating up per- people and solving puzzles. Is that is there going to be puzzle solving in this? You saw the trailer? He was carrying a crate and he put it he on a Switch. He was punching people. That's all I saw. Oh, I saw a Switch being with a crate. Well, I'm kind of it. annoyed now because this is... I don't understand what Sega has to do to make a good Sonic game. Do we have to tell them that they have if they just scrapped half the game and just released that, we'd be fine? I would totally... Yeah, I don't know. It's I keep getting disappointed. Sonic Heroes disappointment. Sonic Maybe you should stop expecting part. something. I know. That's what I, I said that earlier a couple podcasts ago. I was like, I'm going to come but into you keep this expecting with no expectations. It. But the trailer looked so good. Uh, Maybe you should get off the Sega. Yeah. The Sega's over. They're the gone. Sega is They're dead. Gone forever. No, right now, I want you to say... I'm Sega the, is uh, dead to me, okay? You're not saying it for real. You're, you have that smirk on your face. I don't know. I'm still holding out for Skies of Arcadia sequel. But that's not technically Sega. That's Overworks. They're just a subsidiary of Sega. And something else that came out I, that, surprisingly, we found needless was um, DC versus Mortal Kombat. Yeah, do we did this game need to be made? I, mean, I don't think we need to answer that question. Like, wh- why do you think it needs to be unmade? But you like Marvel vs. Capcom. Well, Marvel. Well, with Marvel vs. Capcom, you had uh, like X Men: Children of the Atom. You had X Men vs. Street Fighter. You had uh, there was another like so X Men game. So they shouldn't be making and DC no, 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 games. No, 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 no. Capcom got a license for Marvel stuff, and they made three games, and then they're like, why not make Marvel vs. Capcom two? They already had like like half the game done just by taking characters from the earlier games and slapping them in that it's kind of like so you think marvel versus capcom was haphazard yeah it was half-assed but you know you don't like it well look if you look at marvel versus capcom 2 there's eight characters everybody uses but there's 55 characters total if that doesn't tell you that they kind of just slapped the game together i don't know what does Okay, so you're saying there should be no DC franchise games. No, that's fine, but it's kind of like it was forgivable with Capcom because they already had the stuff. They were already rolling with it. But this game, I heard it, I'm like, okay, that's going to be ridiculous. At least I'm going to be able to rip out uh, rip out uh, Batman. Batman's spine with Superman. I'm like, nope, sorry, no fatalities for killing our superheroes. I'm like, what? What? That was the whole point of what the game Mortal Kombat is about. It was like a generic fighting game that looked photorealistic for the time, but you had fatalities that were impossible to well, pull Well, it's going to be cool for DC fans to finally have a, a fighting game for themselves. More so over to have a game with Superman in it that doesn't suck complete ass. That's true. Yeah, man, Superman just has like this whole entire... Anything you put Superman in, terrible. There hasn't been a good Super... Like, at least Batman got, like, two good games. Three counting mm. Lego Batman, if that's good. I haven't played that. I've never played a Lego game. Yeah, they're they're kind of... They're good rentals. They're not terrible games. Okay. Um, then moving on, let's talk about Street Fighter 4, because I know you're really excited about oh, it. Oh, man. If this would... If there's something that'll get me to, like, push me over the edge to get an Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3, I think this is going to be it. Ah, uh, it's been, what, nine years... Eight years. It's been I, a while. Yeah, like 1999, you had Street Fighter Three Third Strike, and then like Capcom hasn't done any good fighting games since I would say 2001 with Capcom versus SNK Two, and now finally we're getting something good after like Capcom Fighting Jam or Fighting Evolution, whatever the hell that thing was, and uh, it's looking really, really. Now, really as good. I've said, I'm not much of a fighting fan game fan but when i saw some of the animation of this i was kind of awestruck yeah i mean i don't know capcom uh capcom with their street fighter 3 stuff 
that animation for 2D, I really doubt there was anything more they really could have pushed it with. I mean, it's not high resolution, but just the frames and the animation. What are you talking about? Was really fluid. So what are you here, talking let me about? Keep going. Let me keep what are you talking? I don't know what I'm you're talking about. I'm talking about how Street Fighter 3 was 2D and how Street Fighter 4 is 3D. They couldn't have pushed it anymore in that gen- uh, in that direction. So now seeing this 3D stuff with all this fluid animation is like, okay, they're going in this direction and it looks really, really good. So Oliver, that's as I just said. Right, right. I'm just kind of reinforcing that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I have enough people to play it with. As long as I've I don't got have online. two people, I don't have another friend to play Street Fighter Four with. That's crazy. I don't have any friends. I'm a gamer. I can't believe you, Capcom. <laughs> Fuck you, Capcom, for not having many friends, for not giving me any. Because I was playing Devil May Cry Four by myself. I was playing Resident Evil Four by myself. Yeah, I'm gonna I be playing Silent Hill Cry. by myself. That's not a Capcom game, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but those ga- I'm not going to get into the whole reason why survival horror games are better by yourself, but I'm not going to get into that. I guess, you know, arcades, they've had their times and gone. As long as I can find some people to play, and I guess if I have online, I would totally pick this up. They're going to have online with this. Yeah, I don't see how they couldn't. I was so ticked off when, like, Tekken 5, or was it 4? Yeah, Tekken 4. Tekken 5. Did, te- hmm? Well, Tekken 5 is coming out. 4 is the one that was on the PS2 and the PlayStation Network. That didn't have online. Like, Virtual Fighter uh, Fighter 5 didn't have online when that came out on the PS3. I'm like, I'm like, really? Is it impossible to do online fighting? Because, like, if you have any lag in an online fighting game, you're, you're screwed. You make up one, like, little frame of mistake, and that can cost you the game. So it's good to see they have their act together as long as they're going to have online for this stuff. It looks simpler, too. Like, it doesn't look as hard as the other games to get into, which is good. So you can get some more people, like, into this stuff. Okay. All right, I guess that's yes. all I have to say about that. Oh, and what the hell? Bison in Street Fighter Four again? Do you have a problem with Bison? He, he's died twice. It's a video twice. game. It is a... It is. I understand it's a video game, but just let a character die. Come on. Do you really want a new villain for Street Fighter Four? I don't know. Gil was pretty fruity. <laughs> you don't? Did you? Do you know who Gil is? He's is just he like, the assa- assassin? No, he's the he's the last boss of Street Fighter Three, and he's this dude with like long, flowing blonde hair. He's the he's assassin, blue, huh? He's the assassin. What assassin? He's, the guy with the mask. No, no, no. You're thinking of Q. You're thinking they of look Q, the, the same dude with to the me. Trench coat. All no, no, people no, in Street Fighter look the same to me. Yeah, well, he was a half blue, half red dude wearing a thong with long blonde hair. So. So I don't know, kind of, kind of making me question, you know, the ma- masculinity. How hard of is it? Like, isn't Bison just a Nazi? How hard is it to do anything better than Nazis? Yeah, you can't. It works for Indiana Jones. <laughs> All right, not well, number four. It was communism. He was battling communists with his yeah, whip and Indians and Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf, LaBeouf. You know what? I just changed my entire idea. Fine, throw him in there as long as I can kill him again. Send him to hell a third time. Do you want a communist? Do you want a, do you want a communist in your Street Fighter Four? You need communism in fighting maybe, games. Maybe maybe we do a present villain, some kind of a Middle Eastern guy. Well, uh, man, you know you already, we already had communism twice in Street Fighter. You've got uh, you've got Zangief, the the bear wrestling communist, and then you got uh, you got uh, Bison. So there's plenty in that. Game okay, already. let's move away from this into what everyone that listens to this podcast likes. Final Fantasy thirteen. Well, didn't we already talk about that? No, we didn't. You sure? Because we I said we it talked about the, the Switch, the Xbox. We didn't talk about the trailer. The we actual watched. trailer. I don't know. It seems like I saw a trailer for the game like a year ago, and this is the same thing. This is the same damn trailer. There's no gameplay in it. Where? What? What kind of game am I gonna be playing? This is looks it? like Star Wars. This yeah. looks like Star Wars with a giant three-headed dragon thing. Right, and robots and stormtroopers and, like, some girl who... They didn't tell us anything about the game. Nothing. What is it about? How are you going to play it? Is there any length to the game? Is there any new features? Who are the characters? Make... Yeah, is there... Am I going to... What am I going to like? Why should I buy it? Like, are they... What's going on with Square? Do they just know, like, we're going to masturbate into a cup and give you that? That's at Final Fantasy thirteen. I think that's how it is. Even in Japan, have you seen the box arts in Japan for Final Fantasy games? They're all just white, and then they just have the name because they don't—they don't have to make a box. Well, art how is that in comparison to like Final Fantasy ten, which is Titus looking up at you 
I'm smiling. I guess that's just a box art choice. Like in Europe, they have the white box art with just the name too. So I don't know what they were going for with that. Well, didn't Eight have the white box art? No, Eight had uh, Squall and uh, and Renoa and uh, Cipher just like standing, not looking at each other. To well, each that's other's like backs. that's American poster movie. That's like movie posters in America. We always have the guys staring at no particular direction. And maybe their heads are photoshopped in some random scene that spoils the movie. <laughs> yeah, speaking of generic artwork and posters and stuff, have you seen the box art from Mega Man 9? No, I have not. Did they give the one same one from Mega Man 1 and 2? Exactly what oh they my did. God. I'll show it to you after the game, but it's, it's just like Mega Man, like from Mega Man 1 box art, but he looks like Mega Man X because he has the red jewel on his helmet. <laughs> To elaborate on this for the few people who don't know, the box art from Mega Man 1 and 2 are by possibly some of the most awful box arts in video game history. And because they're that bad, they are the most awesome box arts in video games It's essentially, if, if, if I may draw a picture for you, it is a picture of Mega Man if you are a 40-year-old retarded man. He's a retarded soccer goalie. Is that That's it? what I said before. Yeah, he's a retarded soccer goalie. And, uh, like, in the background, maybe, like, a rainbow and some castles or something. And from what I understand, uh, do you know who, who makes uh, Mega Man? Was that Shinji Mikami? Capcom? No, who was the dude that made Mega Man? Mm-hmm. That was Shinji Mikami. I don't he? know. He also made Resident Evil. I know that. Anyway, uh, he was, like, really, really strapped for, like, time when they were trying to make the box art for the first Mega Man, and he got, he had to commission somebody really quick, and he had to give, like, the quickest explanation of what this guy, game was, it's like, okay, it's, it's like a man, a, a Mega Man, and he's, like, blue, he's got blue, and he shoots things, and, like, he has to fight this evil scientist in a castle, just run with it. <laughs> And is like, what, really? And I actually, what I liked about the trailer for 9 was, like, they had each of the Mega Man sprites running through, but when it went to, like, 7 and 8, it was just, like, the only two that were different from the, all the others. It was just the Super Nintendo one and the PlayStation Mega Man. And there's, like, 9! Back, so, n- back to basics, because you guys didn't like 7 and 8, apparently. <laughs> What? Where's base? Is base gonna be an eight nine? I hope so, man. Eight bit base. That is a new one on me. All right. Um. All right. What were we talking about? We're talking uh, about Final Fantasy thirteen or something? Uh, yeah. So there was nothing in the damn trailer. Well, I don't know why I would pick this game up. At this I guess point. that's I'm all not we can say. For it. It's kind of reminding me back to the Final Fantasy VII days where they realized, hey, we can show nothing but cutscenes in our commercials and like get everyone's expectations extremely high without showing what the game is actually like. You know, that our guys are made out of squares. Okay. Which is our name, ironically. All right. Um, <laughs> is there any other trailers or points of uh, high points that you want to talk about from E3? Uh, let me think. Microsoft was all over the place. Sony was just sticking to what they do. Same with, same with Nintendo. I don't know. Like, do they still do the Tokyo Game Show every year? I guess they do. I'm not really familiar with it. That's probably the second biggest thing. Maybe they're holding everything for later in the year. I know how, like, you know, even though I've got tons of well, time in the E3 summer... E3 isn't really much of a convention anymore. It's more like... A developer's the previous, conference. The previous E3s were more gamer, gamer shabby, where they were just meant for the industry. But now it's more of a casual kind of affair. I actually think... Well, I think it's reversed. Like, they were originally meant to be, you know, just for the industry, but then they became this big show thing. And now they're back to the basics where they're just kind of, like, focusing... On you know their like strategies and plans you know stuff nobody cares about. It's a casual and thing. It's a casual thing. It's like so, hey sock hey soccer mom check out our Wii remotes. We have three dimensions now. Right, because you know how many soccer moms like look up stuff on E3. So yeah, I don't know. They're, I don't know where they're going with it. I'm just hoping for the Tokyo Game Show that we're gonna get some actual good games coming out. I see nothing beside on the Wii, for example, since that's my main system. I see nothing besides. Animal Crossing and Mad World that I'd be interested in at all for you know for for games. I might get a 360 just to get some more stuff going in, unless I want to go play uh, God Hand for like the twentieth time. All right, which you know I'm I'm fine with that. I could probably have fun with that game for the rest of my life. But, True. 
You know, it, it, it might get boring Until eventually. Capcom releases God Hand 2 20 years from now. It will never, And they're going to be like, finally, the remake you've been waiting for. Oh, boy. God Hand 2. And it's going to be in 4D. Hand harder. Let's see. Um, I guess that's about all I have to say about E3. You know, there was... Maybe I'm missing a ton of stuff, but that was... I think I would have heard about that's most what of it. That's what we are familiar with and what we care about. Yeah, I don't know. If there's some huge thing we missed, go ahead and uh, email us about Reprimand it. us about it at wingmonkey at gmail.com and tell us how much our Rocket Punch podcast about E3 sucked. Do it. Do now. it now. Start, start the typing. Just stop the podcast right now. Alright, I guess we're going to be talking about some animation or whatever the hell we do now. Shall I go into that? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Okay. Alright, so... Alright, this is something... This, week? this is something a bit different for Rocket Punch. While we usually discuss TV series and movies, this week we'll be discussing an independent animator. And we, the independent animator we have decided to start with for our very first Rocket Punch independent animation review. Well, it took us 15 episodes. It's Bill Plimpton. And if you are not familiar with him, you may be familiar with some of the commercials he has done. He's done commercials for Visa and Geico. and um, He also did some MTV promos, didn't he? In the early 90s, yes. And, and if you have ever seen the animation show, you may know him from Guard Dog and um, parking, park, yes, parking lot. Now, um, this is the strange thing about this affair of reviewing these shorts was more of selecting the kinds of shorts I knew might interest uh, Wing Zero. Well, you know, I, I'm all about flashy objects and explosions. Oh yeah, so. and it's harder to get them to watch just a bunch of multiple shorts in, in a row. Which they they were all good. I liked them. They were interesting. M- but, like, I've watched a lot of his shorts, so I can understand his development. He's been consistently making short films since the 1980s, and he's, been, he's done at least six feature films on his own since the 1990s. So he, what, like 60 minutes? Is that the regular like runtime Like something like 60, 80 minutes. Wow, so he animated all this stuff on his own? Yeah. Well, I gotta give him I'm, credit I know for that. He has hard work. I know he's had assistance for a lot of his films, but... Most of the work he does by himself. Were there any like famous films that we can attribute to him? Because he's pretty. There's I wouldn't say tune. he's underground. There's um no no there's your face which was nominated, which was nominated and may have won the Academy Award Award in yeah. 1987. Yeah, but that wasn't a movie. That was it was a short. short. Right. But there's, he's not. He doesn't do feature he's, films. He's, as I said, he did. He's done feature films since the 1990s. Right. But uh, you know, I I was asking, are there any that people would know of? There's, he's not. He's independent. That's the problem here. You see, this is the problem of discussing this and saying fans may know of Freakazoid from his run on Kids WB. It's, that's not how it works. We're working with it's some guy you never. We've gone heard from of. the million from people who have watched this in the millions to like the you, thousands me, and maybe like a couple other hundred people. Like at least thousands. It's at okay, least, couple other, th- a couple dozen thousand, whatever. So basically, these shorts. Oh, God. Ah. oh no, we lost the bars. Oh, God. Oh, okay, we're good. Uh, my computer was about to shut down. Technical difficulties. Basically, but essentially, the way a lot of his shorts end up is that they're very... They're like four to six minute affairs, and they're usually very gag-oriented. They usually rely on either just like a quick outline and then gags. And then guy who gets hit by a pie. And then an yeah. anvil falls on him or something. Like, for example, a, a film we didn't watch was uh, A Day in the Life. Um, let me look at this. I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember these episodes. Well, here, let me talk about what I saw. I thought uh, he'll take... He, uh, they're shorts, so they'll take... Uh, they'll well, take I'm going to de- detail set. the ones that you saw. You saw your face. You saw how to quit... 30 Ways to Quit Smoking. You saw Guard Dog. You saw a clip from Hair High. Um, well, outside st- of Guard Dog, those first two, he took static, like, uh, animations pencils. with colored pencils. All of his stuff is colored pencils, and it looks very unpolished at first, but it, his style is really nice. Um, what was I going to say? He'll take a static thing, like maybe, you know, in uh, 25 Ways to Quit Smoking, he was uh, showing a guy standing there, you know, smoking a cigarette, and each time 
he would try and find a new way to stretch or skew that uh, that image. Like, I don't know, maybe a guy coughed up a lung and then you'd see, like, his lung would be, like, all stretchy, like a rubber band or something like that. He has an interesting way of stretching things. Academy Award really nominee for Your Face. I'm sorry, I'm just looking through the the box for his DVDs, which include Plimp Tunes, the classic works of Bill Plimpton, and Bill's Dirty Shorts, which is which is basically all of his shorts from up to the year 2000. Let's see, what did you see? You saw... I don't know, I saw a lot of good stuff. I mean, like you I did. I what I saw. And you also saw You Can't Beat Jesus, You Can't... Oh, you can't uh, beat Jesus in a can't drag race. race with Jesus. Yeah, he's he'll he'll just cheat the hell out of that race. You know, you wouldn't think Jesus would be such a cheater, I did. Oh yeah, he is. and you've also seen Plimptoons. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but Weird Al Yankovic about maybe a year was it a year or two ago? Like two years ago. Two years ago, he made a, um, a song called "Don't Steal This Song" about copyright, you know, infringement, and you know, downloading songs off the internet. And Bill Clinton uh, directed an anime. Yeah, he did the whole thing, and it looks it looks really good. I mean, he's kept his same style and his an- well, I'm not going to say his animation. His just uh, clarity and his style has stayed consistent. It hasn't degraded over time, which is very nice. He also did a few flash things. I don't know when that they were was. Just, they were just on. He must have done them in the, like just at the start of this. I know at he, the start of the flash internet yeah. thing. Like I know flash animation has come a long way since like the early days. These of the weren't internet. bad shorts at all. Yeah, they're not that bad at all. I thought, uh, man, I don't know. We didn't see too many of uh, those flash animations. But they were stuff. just quick gags, just like most of his films are. Like for something with. More of an more of a basic outline structure, but still has a lot of uh, gags. Oh man, I'm looking through this. I don't one. know. They're all shorts. Most of the stuff he does is shorts. He's done. A There's lot of one things. of those days, which was ba- basically you didn't see it. Well, what's but one of those days about? It's I don't know if it's one of those days or if it's a different short. I'm just looking through this, and but it was basically a short where he where this guy you go into the life of this guy, and there's all these basic gags that you would he would usually go through. But you're going through it through his point of view. Oh, it's all first person. Yeah, but it's still basically his gags. There's, it's for his kind of his gags are very dark. They're kind of like uh, the Adams family or the or Far Side. These like if I don't know how familiar you'd you would all be with the Adams family comics. Like very yeah, even I don't know. Like they're very dark. They're very dark. It's a very dark humor. Well, I've seen, I've read my share of Far Side. I mean, people dying and stuff is sometimes funny when it's taken out of context. But and his style is so like he knows how to. His animation is done at uh, on threes. Well, most animation is done on one or twos, which basically means well, most animation is done. From 24 to 12 frames per second, he does it at 8. Oh, so he's... Wait, why is 3 less frames than 1 and 2? 1 and 2 means is that 1 frame means for every 24 frames do you do 1 for 1, or you do 24 frames. Right. 2 for... 2... 2 means that for every 24 frames per second you do 12. So most is 1 for America? Like, basically 2s. Most is 2s. But limited animation, it varies. You can do it on... On a much smaller scale, a much right. bigger scale. Well, you know, it doesn't really matter that the frames are there's less of them, as long as he gets his point across and you're still enjoying. He it. still has the whole very entire, yeah. lively animation. Right, like, as long as the whole entire experience is really you know put together well and he made good use of what he if, did, it looks great. If you see your face, you'll see how he applies this, where he basically bends this face that's singing this song into all these different directions and right. styles, and he's just like. He pulls out every single piece of structure from it, like the cheeks and the and the jaw, and to space. And my mind's a bit of a out I don't of know. He, right he, now, he so. imploded the face. He twisted it. He stretched it. He exploded it. He removed it. He moved noses and eyes and stuff. He did everything you can basically think of in animation, even different art styles, as he was doing it. And he he's he's good at what he does. He knows how to animate. Oh yeah, you know I love. Uh, I'm not uh, counting this against him, but I'd love to see, like, uh, something animated by him with, like, a ton of frames. Like, the dog one? You mean on ones or twos? Like, on ones or twos. What was what was the, the dog, dog one? Guard dog? Guard dog seemed like it had more frames. I it's, might be wrong. It may even because it was digital. 
I guess because it was digital, but uh, I think it he's seemed doing, better. He's doing more things in digital, so he can. I don't. So it's probably it makes easier for easier. him to do. Yeah. Um, if he did something on ones or twos with more frames, I think he. You know, I don't know. Maybe the things would be even shorter than you know, they are. I but think I, I, I do it would know be interesting. I do know something people would be familiar with. He did. He did a Christmas special for Cartoon Network. And I don't have the name with me. It's like the well, what thir- was in the Christmas special? The thirteen ghosts of Halloween. The thirteen no? stories, thirteen Christmas tales or stories, or something of that matter. Hmm. But I don't. It's not on the. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, but he's an independent animator, so you know you're not gonna know most of this stuff. Like you're, if once you know his style and you watch him on TV and you see commercials of him, you're going to know his style. Right. I mean, there's nobody that does anything in these like unpolished. Uh, pencil you know colored pencil drawings i don't i haven't seen anybody do any animation like that at all and uh still not in this day and age i mean the more time goes on the less people are going to be drawing like that everybody likes to do these really precise you know solid colors animation style right 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 well we're well this is well we have not really explored the world of independent animation there are people always trying millions of different animation styles. Everyone, yeah, I, I know they are. And it's something I'm more familiar with than you are. I know you are. I, I don't, uh, like, I've seen some of that stuff on the animation show DVD, all those independent things, but, uh, you know, there isn't, you don't see a lot. I remember when uh, Cartoon had those uh, What a Cartoons. There was Cartoon a lot Network? Of, yeah, Cartoon Network had those What a Cartoons. And they were, those... And they were all still in very much the same style. Right, right. You know, we really need to get some more. Uh, I would be happy if they brought back water cartoons or what? What did uh random cartoons? Right, random, random cartoons, cartoons is going to be a new season of Oh Yeah cartoons from Nickelodeon, and they're going to do that sometime next year, or that sometime maybe late this year. Right. You know, if they can bring back some of that stuff, that'll uh, be able to show. Uh, I guess the network execs or the high honchos or whatever. You know, that there's still some people out there that can make some good stuff. What do you, you mean? Know? I don't know. There's. It just seems like uh, a animation of, in general has been stale for what's been showing on TV. You're just not familiar with independent animation, so you don't know. All from what I see on TV. That's all I know. You know, like you're familiar with this mainstream culture, but you're not familiar with this independent culture. I don't know any. Where of there's a lot of stuff. where there's a lot more going on, and there's a lot more evolving into into the structure of mainstream animation that, like, you know, rejected. Like, yeah, I've shown you rejected a lot. If yeah. I'm sure, like, a lot of our listeners know about these stick figures going, running around with spoons in their hands and bananas, and I'm sure they must as well think that the guy who did that did those Pop-Tart commercials. And you know what? He didn't. He didn't. And if you ever tell me that, I'm going to run you over with my car. You know, I never actually made that, like, connection, but now I, I can, see, so I can totally people. see why you... I have to clarify that. that with, like, he didn't do it. It's like, but then who did it? It's like, someone else did it. They saw it and liked the style. It's like they Stick saw... figures have been around for a while, people. Okay, so, there's much, not much I can see other than, than see his shorts. There's about, like, 26 short films he's done and a few feature films. So it, it didn't take you that long to see it. Are there any new projects by uh, by him that we should be looking for? He's or? doing something called Devils and Angels and Idiots and Angels. Hmm. That's pr- more of a serious noir kind of work that's going to be finished sometime later this year. Is it going to be a full feature film? Yes. Alright, well I guess I'm going to have to look into that then. He actually... I know this is kind of strange to say, but I've met him like twice. You've met this guy twice, like, but he's been more of a salesman when he's done it. Because I met him at the animation show when Year Four came into town, uh-huh. and he auto- and I bought some stuff from him and he autographed it. But he, I think he was just more of a salesman that night because he, he was there. Yeah, I doubt he wanted to talk about like the serious ramifications of different animation styles. And yeah, stuff when you like when he, he was there, saw his DVD, he was there. He had his his graphic novels. He had his DVDs. He does graphic novels. He released some graphic novels of the storyboards for some of his films. Huh? And it's in the same style. You know, what I would love is like a couple flip books by him. A flip book. That'd be pretty cool. I this animation, I guess it would fit. For something like oh, what, what am I saying? All animation would fit for a flip book. Well, that's both. silly. <laughs> so what I like flip books. What else is I gonna say? <laughs> and I guess like he was more of a businessman. He was all more 
ready to make sure that he makes a profit off everything he was selling that night. And well, at, I, least, at least you met him. Did you ask him any questions or anything like that? Yeah, I did. There was a Q&A after the show. So what did you say to the man? I asked what his influence was. Influence is where. He's like Pop-Tart commercials. It's like Pop-Tart commercials <laughs> and and old Kool-Aid ads, especially the ones from the 80s. Is that what he really said, Kool-Aid No. Ads? He's from, he was born in 1946. <laughs> well, I don't know when he, he started said animating. The, he said he was a fan of Looney Tunes. Well, everyone's a fan of Looney Tunes. And the Adams Family comics that I was mentioning before, which are kind of hard to find. Hmm. But they're very dark, and I would recommend them. No, I actually have to look into those. I, I, I don't know anything outside of the Adams Family besides all the cartoons and movies they've shown. And um, I saw him again when he came in with John Kurfulusi, mm-hmm. like, last August. And he was like, hey, remember me? He's like, no. It's like, <laughs> and he was one of the thousands of people that came to the animation, so bravo, buddy. He didn't really say that, but I imagined <laughs> that he thought it. Oh, man. But I bought a t-shirt for God Dog, and it was a pretty nice t-shirt. Do you still have it? Yeah. You gotta show me that after the podcast. I've got actually some postcards that he autographed real quickly. You gotta throw those on eBay? No, I like them. <laughs> All right. So um, this has been Rocket Punch episode one six. Tune in next week. Well, hopefully Wing Zero will bring his Mushishi DVDs finally. Well, you know, it's either Mushishi or Kino's Journey. I like them both pretty much equally. They're good choices. It's, it's good anime. Good anime. If uh, we never get to Kino's Journey. Watch it. Watch it and read it and buy the first volume. Other than that, we'll talk about Mushishi and uh, maybe I'll get to Resident Evil 4. Wait, wait. If, oh. you're, if it's your animation next week, why don't I review the video game? Oh, snap. Fine. Let's, let's change our jobs. Two, like, you can't live a day in my shoes. Fine. Then two weeks from now, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> we'll see what, uh, what pops up. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your part of the podcast out of the water. It's not after on. your not after yours is done being exploded. Yeah, well, same to you. <laughs>